Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We have on the line with us the director of the documentary film called the Bill Murray Experience, and that would be Sadie Katz. Sadie, welcome to Film School. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. You're a you're quite a, 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 a endearing uh, person in in your film, and I imagine this was a pretty pretty uh, representative of you uh, as a person. Um, and so, it, it really makes for the Bill Murray Experience to be. Uh, very enjoyable, enjoyable to watch, enjoyable, and 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 we we root for you in in this film uh, to to succeed in what you're what you're trying to accomplish. But tell me a little bit about I think I mean if people watch the movie they'll know kind of why you're doing this. But what 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 sort of prompted your 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 journey uh, in in making the Bill Murray experience? Um, well, first I want to say I'm I'm also from Orange County, so I feel I already feel a kinship from, with you oh. for being from Irvine. Um, well, what part? I'm well, just curious, what part of Orange County are you from? Well, I'm from Anaheim. Okay, so I'm, okay. and you know, actually, that that has a lot to do with the whole Bill Murray thing because I'm a Disney nut. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I, in fact, I worked at Disneyland. So I'm kind of a, a hopeless um, believer in magic, okay. and I I don't know if that's really a, a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I, you know, I really believe in magic, and I grew up, you know, an '80s child where, you know, we grew up on like I well, I grew up on like the Disney movies that were you know the very traditional Disney movies, believing in. Um, Cinderella and, you know, Beauty and the Beast and kind of always waiting for those really magical moments to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was really young, I would go and I would see, like, um, Tinkerbell fly across the sky at Disneyland as a kid, um, you know, during the fireworks, and I would, like, burst into tears because I would be like, oh, my God, there's this this woman who's flying across the sky and she's risking her life to, you know, entertain us. And that, to me, would be like this overwhelming thing for me as a kid. And I don't know why I was a kid like that, but that's that's the kind of kid I was. Well, a lot of, a lot and, of people, that's, that's, a, that's a shared experience for a lot of people. So that, that Right? Kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, from, so, I mean, to grow up like that is kind of a crazy, a crazy feeling. Um, to grow up under Disneyland or, you know, in Orange County, it's, it's beyond growing up in Hollywood. It's Disneyland is, is bigger than Hollywood I, in such a way because, you know, you're growing up under like Mickey Mouse and yeah. that kind of feeling of it's magic. And I always wanted to work at, at Disneyland and I, I just, I believed in that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, Bill Murray has like, he's, he's really one of the few actors in LA or Hollywood that, has a certain, like, mystique about him that's magical. And I think I was going through a breakup, and and I just was feeling, like, kind of vulnerable, and I was up late at night, and I kept reading, like, all these stories about Bill Murray having, like, these magical chance encounters 
with fans and he kind of was like maybe it was something as like trivial as throwing like french fries off their plate um or or he was you know singing karaoke with them or you know taking them on like wild rides in the cab in new york city or something silly but i just kind of like started to think God, wouldn't it be so cool if I met Bill Murray and had a crazy story like that? Or, yeah. like, it, it just seemed to me like, you know, he, he didn't have an agent. He, he had an 800 number. <laughs> he wasn't getting sent. You couldn't just get Bill Murray, you know, and send him your script. He was getting a script at, like, a FedEx you know, in the middle of nowhere, and they and those and the kids at the FedEx were reading the scripts and giving them to Bill Murray and approving them, and it just kind of was like, wow, he was even bucking the system of Hollywood, and I started to think, God, what if I met Bill Murray and he had like something really special and important to say to me, and then that became this really fun idea, and I was like, he's as myth. Like, there's something mythical about meeting him as close as you could get to Santa Claus. And it was around Christmas that this idea popped into my head. And then, you know, when you're in L.A., everything becomes, well, let's make a film about it. Because you almost need, like, I don't know why, but in L.A., you almost need, like, an excuse to say why you're doing something like that to make you do it. Of like, oh, well, I'll make a film and that will be even more exciting. So that's kind of where the idea was birthed from. And then it makes you do it because now you got you know you got like money in the game of having to do it. Right. So that's, that's kind of where it came from. Well, what you're describing, what you sound like, uh, or what you're describing about Bill Murray is a very spontaneous person, and that's how you strike me as well from the film, yeah. at least from the experience of, I mean, from watching the Bill Murray experience. Certainly seems like a spontaneous, in some ways, even though it sounds like your affection, your uh, you know, your feeling about Bill Murray and and his life is probably something that you, you've been <clears throat> living with for a while. But it also feels like uh, the two of you have this sort of a sense of spontaneity about you, and uh, so I can imagine you connect on that level as well. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because. Old is, I mean, I've been working on this from the idea coming out to now. It's been four years or four Christmases because, you know, from the very first time I said, hey, I'm going to do this was four Christmases ago. And then since making the film and then, you know, you're in post-production and then film festivals and now distribution. Mm-hmm. But and I always think, right before an interview, I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to talk about Bill Murray again? And then the second I start talking about it, I feel <laughs> I feel like it's brand new again, and I, I get the same kind of feels all over again. So it still feels incredibly um, raw and vulnerable to me. But you know, I'm I I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I'm kind of that kind of person. Yeah. You know, I it, sometimes it hurts to be alive because I I feel so desperately. I wish I didn't sometimes, but. You know, well, well, just, well, you, you know. yeah, you have, you are, you, you uh, are an actor, uh, you, mm-hmm. and so you're obviously uh, someone who uh, is, 
because of the roles you play, you're 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 fulfilling someone's dream, someone's uh, ideas about um, about a character in a in a movie. Those are things that are relatable, and obviously, Bill Murray, you know, obviously with his uh, illustrious film career, uh, there is there is also that as well as you have in common with him, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a little bit of why, like, I, I wouldn't say that I'm like. That's one of the problems for me with doing with doing the project, and, and as I was working on this, I'm like, well, I'm not really somebody who like admires actors, and I'm not like a super. I mean, I'm a super fan of Bill Murray, but not really in in, in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. But um, and, I mean, I'm sure people would disagree with me if they watch the film. Um, but in some ways. God, it's, it's such a difficult thing, but yeah, I do feel a little bit of a kinship through his movie choices and um, through the way he lives. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And then when I meet other fans of Bill Murray's, I don't really think of them as like being Bill Murray nuts or like, oh gosh, you're obsessed with Bill Murray. But I'm like, we all kind of, if I meet somebody who goes, oh, I really love Bill Murray, and they're wearing like the chive shirt, I think we all kind of are unicorns in the same way where we're like, yeah, we're kind of like, screw the the traditional way of living. We're kind of all oddballs, Mm -hmm. and we see the world a different way. And maybe we're all spontaneous people where... You know, if we had the means, we might all say, like, hey, do you want to jump on a train and go to this crazy place? So it's more like a way of kind of being counterculture. And that was more my pursuit, was wanting to meet Bill Murray and meeting other people like Bill Murray, who are just different people, which, by the way, are people that are drawn to film and setting film, is we're kind of the different, unique people hopefully in society and i think that's more or less what the film is about is pursuing that kind of you know going against the grain yeah there there is there are some yeah there are some things in the film of people who share this affinity and affection for bill murray the including a a gathering of art of artists who come who come together to so that's in the film i don't want to give a whole lot away want people to see it, which reminds me that the film, uh, The Bill Murray Experience, is now currently available on VOD, Video On Demand. It, it, is, it was released through uh, Gravitas, right? Gravitas right. Ventures across uh, how many platforms are we looking at that people want a, a chance to see it? Is it it's, uh, it's on like iTunes, Amazon, um, Jeez. Uh, uh, um, you know, um, so, well, they can go where they can find Google, out about, right. voodoo, all, all, all the things you have to, um, you know, you have to type it in and then it pops up everywhere. Right, right. And, and people want to find out about more about the film. They can go to uh, Facebook. So Facebook.com slash sure. uh, Bill Murray Experience Documentary and Instagram and Twitter as well, <clears throat> where yeah. you where you can be uh, contacted uh, at uh, Sadie underscore Katz, K-A-T-Z. Find out, yes. find out. So your your Twitter will blow up, as the kids like to say. Hopefully, on that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, a couple of things about the making of it. Now that you've been on this side of the camera, mm-hmm. you know, as a documentary, as a filmmaker, you have obviously you, you made you make you're making choices about the film, right? And and right. what's in it, what's not in it. 
all kinds of different uh, decisions need to be made. What have you taken away as just putting aside the Bill Murray part of it, just as an experience and as an educational opportunity? What have you taken away from, from the experience of not only being director, but also promoter, producer, of you know, all the kinds of different things, the business person, the business side of making a film? What has that been like for you? Uh, horrible. <laughs> um, it, it, it's a really <laughs> terrible process. I mean... I don't want to lie, and I think I think one of the things is people really like you know the, the whole Facebook fake world of like you know if you go on my Facebook page, everyone's like you're doing so wonderful, congratulations, I'm so proud of you. But the truth is, it's a really like it's a bleeding process where um, it, it's painful and it's really hard to get a good team behind you. My editor Jim Towns is an amazing human being, and I'm so. He's like my work husband, and I love him, and I love his wife for letting him work so much with me. Um, I would say, like, you know, it was very, when I signed for Gravitas Ventures, it was like, it was this beautiful, wonderful thing of, like, I can't believe I sold my film to Gravitas. But, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to talk bad about my distributor, but you know what? I could have self-distributed it, and I wouldn't have had to give away any of my percentages. Mm-hmm. And they haven't—they don't really do anything for you. <laughs> and other filmmakers will never tell you that. But the fact is, I did my own cover with my with Jim Towns, who worked with me very well, mm-hmm. and we did our own trailer. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. And I, I just think that. Um, you know, when the film came out, so we you know, we held our breath for six months working with them and doing all the deliverables with them. But we did everything. They didn't. They didn't really help us. Um, you know, okay. uh, when we got to the end of it and we waited for the film to be released, you know, I run to my get up in the morning, you know, and I run to the TV and I'm looking through the scroll and I go, well, where where the heck is the damn movie? And it's not on the scroll, and then I run to iTunes, and I, you know, I did a tremendous amount of work. Two of us, we were our own team, me and my editor, and and my executive producer, um, Jim Griffiths. And then, you know, we run to, I get on iTunes, I go, where's the film? We can't find it. And we go to Amazon, where's the film? We have to type it in. And there, I go, they had to find it. What? Yeah, and then we then we find it. And I go, well, why do we have to type it in? We spent all this money and we, you know, I, I, I pay for publicists and all this stuff. I go, well, why do we have to type it in? Oh, well, you're not in our first tier of, of you know, films of distributing. You had to sell, you know, a certain 500 amount. to 1,000 pre-orders on iTunes and maybe you might have shown up. Well, why didn't you tell us that? Had you told us that, we would have known, well, I have four other distributors I could have gone with that would have taken less of a percentage. Yeah. And when I talked to other filmmakers that I knew as an actress, they didn't tell me that either because everyone wants to pretend that they loved working with Gravitas. They don't want to let you know mm-hmm. because everyone, you know, everyone wants to say, oh, we did great. We got a great deal. Oh, we, they gave us so much money up front. And if we all kind of shared what the real deal is. Yeah. We might be doing each other filmmakers a favor. And I'm like, well, great. Now my film for, you know, seven years is the Gravitas, but why? So I could have their, you know, little fancy insignia at the front of the film. Mm-hmm. They, 
they're not doing anything for me. So the only way, and I, you know, this is like me putting my ass on the line, but the only way for someone to find my film is to type it in directly. Mm. That's it. Or for you to say, hey, I like the film this much. Have you heard of this film? And for me to, like, blast it out on social media constantly. And, you know, and I have to advertise for the film myself because Gravitas isn't doing it. And that's a big, that's a really big heartbreak. That's that's kind of a heart-wrenching thing because for six months, as I'm waiting for the film to come out and I'm dreaming, you know, of, of, of beautiful things to share my film in my head. That was my, you know, that yeah. was my blood, sweat, and tears. It's a very sad, it's a, it's like a bummer. It's a, it's a very big bummer because that's what you think your distribution company is going to do for you. And they never were. And they knew it when they signed you up, but they didn't tell you. That's a big deal. That's like that's like you signing up a blockbuster, and blockbuster knows they're never going to put you on the floor. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, that is uh, for people who listen to the show or filmmakers and 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 others who are in the business. Um, it is something that it's not talked about. You're right. I I'm, I have not heard it described that way before. Uh, and I but I I I know that there are so many films, so many films being produced. It is such a uh, a difficult marketplace, but there are other avenues, and there are some, as you probably know sure. now, there are other, uh, I wouldn't call them self-distributors, but at the same time, um, I can think of a couple which, uh, you know, that you can do, you, you're so much more, as you said, cost-effective in many ways um, of getting the word out. Um, well, yeah, well, I mean, it's crazy because if, if Gravitas is taking 27.5% and no filmmaker wants to say that they self-distributed their film, however, what it would do is it would make you more proactive. So they gave, Gravitas gave us some money up front, right? But if I'm talking to film students who have their first film and they knew for six months before that they were going to self-distribute their film, they would they would be gearing up in their head. And I was, I've been very, very proactive with this film. But they would be gearing up in their head completely saying, all the money, we're not going to pay for a publicist, which is like $6,000. We're going to put all this money in Facebook ads. And this is the way we're going to do it. And it would change your mind frame. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I've, I would, I've, I'm kind of on a quest now to be very honest and upfront with people because I talked to dozens and dozens and dozens of filmmakers and who I knew their, you know, their films that they released and no one ever really said to me what went on. But the second this film came out, I, you know, stayed up and looked at all their films and realized, oh my God, this is the same thing that happened to their film, but no one ever told me. Mm -hmm. Then when I confronted them and they told me that, I was like, why didn't you tell me? But, you know, mm -hmm. no one wants to be that person who says the truth is I only got paid you know, I didn't make any money on my film. I lost all the money right. because everyone wants to. Everyone wants to say they did a good job. You know, it's the way it is. Well, Sadie Katz, let's go. Let's go. Let's try sure. transition to the sort of the positives. And I, I, mean, I, appreciate, sure. I appreciate you that perspective. I appreciate what you're saying. Again, it's something that isn't generally discussed. Uh, we, I, you know, you're really kind of opening up some doors for me in terms of. Uh, where I would like to uh, bring some people in to talk about distributing films, sort of the, the bit more of the business side, and and I, th I think this is what you're describing is a good jumping off point for for our listeners to to sort of have a, a better context for that. Uh, so thank you for that. 
Um, but let's talk about, you know, the what, well, you know, the fun of, I hope you had some fun in making the film and, and at least have come away, a, a, I don't know, a, as a, a better as an artist or as a, well, it sounds like as a business person, you're, I, I think you probably feel like you have a, a, a depth and breadth of experience that's going to serve you well moving forward. But um, uh, I, I would... The film recently screened at the, here in Los Angeles. It, was it the Arena uh, Theater? Yeah, and you know what's so amazing is it's so funny because it's like I've seen the film so many times at film festivals and had so many screenings from 300 people to, you know, we have one screening where there's 400 people and this, um, the theater held 50 people and we had about 55 people there. And, you know, as a filmmaker, it's, it's like I had... I had some, I had people there that I hadn't seen in a long time, and there was people that I, I didn't even know. And there's something kind of, like, magical and amazing in the room to hear, like, you're always waiting for those laughs. You know, you know, you know, like, where you, you know, where you cut in, where it's supposed to be a laugh. And I'll tell you, I, I, I almost tear up about it, but I'll tell you you're like you're holding your breath. It's like I, I almost don't breathe during the screening because you, you feel so grateful for every time someone goes, go, oh God, are they going to laugh at that? Are they going to get it? And then when they laugh, it becomes this like, you know, electric, yeah. you know, jump. And it was such a, it's such a, a beautiful gift when people come. It's like it, it was such a lovely screening. And afterwards, I, I feel. So grateful when it's, it's there's something so funny about this film because it's very personal to me and I'm I always think are they going to get it like are they going to get like the underlying thing or are they just going to think it's a frivolous journey and everyone comes up and they always have to tell me like what the movie's about which is so funny because I'm like they do know that I like edited it and like you know it's it's kind of meant to like I I did. You know, it's it's the hero's journey, and um, mm-hmm. so there was something kind of so uh, funny because all night everyone kept coming up to me saying, "You know, your movie's about this, and it's about this," and um, and it, you know, there, you put your head on the pillow, and it it does. It's like you know, the film makes no money, or, or it doesn't really. At, at the end of the day, like you always have that, and right. that's right. that's that's like the greatest. You know, right now I'm in like that neurotic stage of of like there's so much stuff going on, but you're like, I finished the film, like, and it's out there, and it's kind of so funny. And I even had like this um, wonderful moment where this this girl was there that it was like, oh, I was following you on Facebook for a long time. You don't know me, and I've been dying to see the film. And she was like, I had this like funny moment. And she goes. I'm just like you, and I, you know, I wanted to have a Bill Murray moment too. And I was like, and I, it was just like kind of really funny. Um, and, it's connection. Sweet. Yeah. yeah it was, These are it connections. Was like a connection. And, right. and, you know, it's, that's the kind of stuff you go like, wow, you know, to her, she goes, she goes, this is my favorite movie I saw a year. And, you know, and, it was nice, and then there was somebody else who came and said, oh, I watched, who came to, to you know, one of my neighbors and watched the movie twice. And that's, oh, that's nice. you know, it's it's like, it's kind of like magical in that way that it's like, and then, you know, it, it's there's something, there's, movie making is so complex and 
and like I get to be part of this club now where I'm like, wow, I, I've written a movie, I, I directed a movie, and I've been in movies. Like, the, you know, yeah. no one can take that away. Like, when I died, people are like, oh, she was a director. Right. That's great. Well, and like, that's a, great. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's something cool about that. Yeah. Well, there is. I think, you know, the films that generally uh, I have the opportunity to showcase here on film school are, are by and large, films that are a labor of love for people. Uh, they're yeah. independent, documentary, foreign films. All they are, and many, you know, I would say with very few exceptions, these are films that are not calculated to, you know, demographics and they don't have marketing people telling them what to put in the script or anything like that. They have, they have people, these are people who are, these are, uh, passion projects and uh right. who for whatever reason decided to embark on this crazy journey and it's one of the things that i always keep in mind um no matter what the film is no matter what level of uh how much i like it or don't like it the idea that somebody would go out and make a movie go through all of the just the crazy uh grind that is to make a movie especially in any kind of a film but you know narrative documentary it is an it is a daunting enterprise a daunting thing to do and for them to be able to do it edit it produce it get it in uh in theaters and get it into a vod that is a, a one in a thousand shot to do all of those things to hit all those check all those uh boxes and that is that in and of itself by and no matter what else about the film is as a remarkable accomplishment. It's just not something that is easy to do. It's not something that uh, is done can be done by very many people. So I think in that regard, Sadie, that that by itself and the uh, this, and the personal satisfaction that's got to be what it is. At the end of the day, it's got to be about some level of personal satisfaction in what you did and what you accomplished. Beyond you know, the money, of course, there's always the financial hardships of it and all that. And that's that's legitimate. That's real. But at the end of the day, if you can look in the mirror and say, I, I did what I set out to do. I made the movie I wanted to make. And um, I and, and people are driving pleasure from watching it. That hopefully do, is enough. Do you know what? You're so great about saying that. Do you know that in, in Cuba and in Germany, they have um, filmmakers there. The government gives you money to be a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And it's like they have film funds. And so that's that's the difference which is so weird that that we don't we don't do that here we don't have of course that and so when you talk to like i have a friend who's a german filmmaker they don't attach films like with with financial gain and in cuba which is so weird too the same thing um so I was talking to my friend, and I was kind of just, like, crying and saying, I wonder how this is going to turn out. And I was just being – and he was like, this doesn't sound like you at all, because normally I'm a very, you know, over-the-top, getty person. And he said, this is your first baby, and you're asking your baby to run off and go to university. And maybe your baby wants to just, you know – bum around Europe for a while, and you're disappointed that it's not becoming a doctor. And I started laughing and said, you know, just don't worry. Your second baby might be a doctor, but don't, don't stress out. And it, I don't know if that makes any yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, but he's no, like, you that. know, and I, I think it's like, it's, I think it's so true. It's, it's very tough because I live in like Manhattan Beach and 
Um, it, it's really tough because we live like in in Hollywood, and it's in. Um, you're reminding me, and I've been reminded the last few days of like Sadie. When did you get into? You know, when did you get in this to make millions of dollars and be successful? Like, why aren't you? Remember, remember, you just did this to make art and to be loving. I think it's just really tough because you you want to like spread out your. We should be able to like spread out our DVDs and Blu-rays and like you just want people to watch it and love it and you know open up the theaters and the cinemas and say like hey. You know, everything becomes such a about the commercial, and you're right. right. It's really about I, I. This film to me was it was so important to me because I was doing horror films, and I love horror films. But I also wanted to just do like um, a true love letter to Bill Murray. I was so in love with what he was doing with fans, and I just thought it was it touched my soul that he was just reaching out and being so kind, and I thought that that was so amazing, and I thought that's what people needed to do, is, like, what if everyone acted that way with each other? What if everyone went, like, hey, get in my car and let's play trombone together? Yeah. I thought that would be so rad, <laughs> and that's the kind of person I am. I'm kind of a nutter, if you can't tell, and I thought that that would be so cool. So, yeah. you know, the documentaries, this love letter, not in a sexual way, in a really loving way of, like, let's all just be rad people to each other. And that's really what, you know, what I wanted to make. And honestly, when I, every time I've done a screening, I'm like, and, and it was so. That's exactly what I wanted to say. And, you know, it hurts to watch because parts of it are kind of very vulnerable. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I look a little nuts right there. But... I'm like, that's exactly what I set out to do, and I did it. And I think when I step away from it in a little bit, I'm like, that's exactly, you know, it's it's the best version of me that I wanted to show and the best version of Bill Murray that I wanted to show. Yeah. Well, in just the last minute or so that we have with you, Sadie Katz, the director or producer of the film The Bill Murray Experience, it is available on multiple VOD platforms, including iTunes and Amazon and, and a number of other platforms. So look for it. Check it out, The Bill Murray Experience. Uh, do you have... A favorite Bill Murray movie? I'll tell you my favorite Bill Murray movie. If you tell oh, me please do. Go ahead. Well, I like a lot. I mean, it's you know, it's hard to argue with some of the you know, the ones that he's best known for. But I truly I like Quick Change, uh, the film where he plays the bank robber with Gina Davis and uh, and uh, Randy Quaid. It's my favorite film of his uh, because he's asked to be funny and a little bit dramatic, and he, it's very touching. And um, there's a couple other ones. Razor's Edge, where he was kind of a dramatic actor. He's he's capable of a lot of things. Uh, you know, obviously, lots you know, of he quit acting after Razor's Edge for a while because yeah. he was really upset about yeah. how he was perceived after that. Well, mine is Broken Flowers. Broken Flowers. So a Jim Jarmusch film. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, really a uh, pleasure talking to you. Katie, uh, I'm sorry. Sounds Katie. I put your two okay, names. <laughs> no, I know. I put, the, I put the, I put the two together. I'm sorry. So it's been a pleasure talking to you, Sadie. The film is called The Bill Murray Experience, and it is. Uh, you are. I mean, you're kind of the 
uh, Michael Moore of sorts. You, it's, we follow you around as you as you seek out the, the the Bill Murray experience. It is that kind of a movie. It's you're upfront and personal, and uh, all the travels and travails. And uh, I hope that you and your friends have patched things up. It didn't sound like things went as well as you were hoping with them, but I hope things are going well for you in your life and continue to to pursue your dreams. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 